Hello and welcome to Quantum Harmony Home Summit 13. I'm Helena Riley and I'll be your host. This summit topic is about deepening connections through quantum love and conscious relations. And I have a very special return guest, Dr. Jean Eng, has a healing practice. Welcome, by the way, Dr. Jean. I'm so honored to have this conversation. And it is one that's very relevant. So I'm going to introduce you. He has this beautiful heart and he uses his beautiful heart to conduct a healing practice based in Thousand Oaks, California, where he sees clients for a number of energy healing and shamanic healing practices. Dr. Jean is directly connected to the Arcturians who inform his practice, and his frequency. Gene's an excellent example of becoming the quantum human. And I'll be explaining this in detail. His, the details of his accomplishment, he received his BA from Stanford in human biology and philosophy and religious studies, and was also formally trained as a neurobiologist at Yale University, where he earned his doctorate Welcome, Dr. Jean. It's it's an honor to have this conversation today. Oh, hi, Helena. It's great to be back and great to be in this conversation. These are all so enjoyable and informative and great to connect with everyone here. Wonderful. And the way I'm looking at this is where we are weaving a new tapestry that, that creates a new container for love, which I'll, I'm now calling quantum love. And in redefining love, we're moving from, well, the universe, actually the earth is moving from Newtonian physics to quantum physics, which imply an entirely different and new way of relating to humans. And I I was curious and wanted you to weigh in on what do you perceive as quantum love? How would we define love on new earth? Yeah, well, speaking of the kind of energy model and and quantum model, you know, moving away from the particle model, I think we have a better understanding that um, any relationship, in this case, we're talking about maybe romantic or uh, love relationships, is exchange of energy and information. Mm -hmm. And that really occurs on all levels. So when we have a more multi-dimensional model, we can think of it more than uh, just what might happen in the physical space-time realm but in these other more subtle realms, which probably was always occurring, but was more subconscious. And so now these are becoming more conscious to both members of the relationship. Ah, so shifting from sort of a romanticized concept of physical attraction that then translates into marriage or whatever, to this concept of information exchange and evolutionary growth is the new paradigm really where the relationship would feed you energetically or frequency wise with new information so it's a very expanded and fluid concept actually quantum love actually because it the quantum field is based on frequency as we know and so in this here's the confusion in the world of frequency there's no separation We're not separate beings. 
we're beings exchanging energy and information quite fluidly. How does that impact like long-term marriage relationships when you're in this quantum world of frequency and information exchange? Where do you see these institutions moving? Yeah. Well, actually, I was going back uh, just based on what you said to a very, um, I think, important and interesting esoteric um, kind of uh, material from Dion Fortune, who basically was a, yeah, I think you, you may know her. And she wrote a book on, called Love and Marriage, but, uh, you know, in the 40s, but I think it was probably way ahead of its time. Um, but the idea of a multidimensional model of relationships meaning that we can connect at the physical level, for example, the etheric level, uh, the emotional, mental, uh, causal, spiritual, and divine level. And I think what um, with that, more and more people now, rather, she was speaking to very like small esoteric group, but I think more mainstream consciousness, and like you said, maybe people uh, who are in uh, their 20s, 30s, 40s, and of course, upwards, um, are embracing this model. One of the things she pointed out is that relationships, particularly uh, love relationships, they may be connecting at certain dimensions, but not other dimensions. So usually uh, because of like the strong physical attraction, someone might be compatible physically and etherically and maybe emotionally. And then they find out uh, maybe 10, 20 years into the relationship that actually these higher dimensional spaces, like what we might call the spiritual level, causal, spiritual, and divine, uh, was not actually quite a match, or there wasn't really a, um, a, a harmonious or a large ex exchange of energy information. That's why someone may, like when they get on their spiritual path, which may be 20 or 30 years into, let's say, a marriage, find someone else who's more compatible because they match on those higher dimensional spaces. Yes, so in the third dimension where everyone is so obsessed with body parts and age and all of the mechanics of the third dimension, it can actually um, either accelerate or slow down your spiritual evolution. And now at this point, with everyone trying to focus on becoming a whole human or integrating these aspects, there can be this subtle incompatibility that's both frustrating. Some people might find the relationship boring or stale or stagnant. And I'd like to address this because what I'm noticing, and I don't know if you're noticing it in your practice, I'm noticing it in my community, that a lot of relationships that came together over the, let's say the last three years are just going apart. And I don't know if it's that the energy exchange is complete or if it's a karmic, it looks to me from the outside that a lot of what brings together people together are trauma bonds. And at this time with an accelerated focus on clearing those, once those trauma bonds are cleared, sometimes the relationship just literally explodes into space, like disappears mm. and leaving both people kind of surprised and shocked. But in a way, if you look at it as an information exchange or a clearing of the, the trauma that, that they're both sharing, it's the relationship perhaps did its job. But I'd, I'd love for you to weigh in on that. 
Mm -hmm. I think that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, certain relationships do come together because of uh, a like attracts like in terms of uh, working through as a mirror ones, uh, what you mentioned, traumas, major traumas. And because we are in an accelerated time uh, and uh, we're also working with the spiritual world much more consciously, like higher beings, uh, angelic beings, or just simply our uh, holy guardian angel or guides, uh, they may process through that faster. So like you may be able to get through that in linear time, two to three years rather than a decade or two decades. That's what it seems to be. It actually seems to be that the relationships like that would have lasted 20 years are now lasting like between one and three years because of the acceleration of time. And then in addition, there's this awakening sometimes of one member of the, the couple and then the the absolute resistance to anything on anything multidimensional or in the spiritual realm and I do want to address that because I feel it, it impacts the next generation the children if we look at this incompatibility and we think we have to separate or divorce it's not always the best solution if there are children in the home. So I wanted to address it because, because people are choosing to accelerate faster or move slower, it, it don't, we don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater is what I'm saying. <laughs> that perhaps there's another contextual reason for the marriage or the relationship when the, the container to grow the children um, is still necessary. And I know you still have young children in the home. Is that, mm -hmm. how old are your children, Dr. Jean? So we bring this into relevance. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, 19, 16, and 12. Okay, so yes, you've got a bunch of teenagers and preteens. <laughs> yeah, those are interesting ages. Yes, so I, I wanted to make that point because what one of the inspirations for for this actual summit, and it's turning into a series of summits now, is to begin to um, balance the heart and the mind, the heart and the brain, and to bring coherence into the field of energy, not just your personal field, but the field of the home, so that we can nurture ourselves and our offspring and our friends and family. And <clears throat> I wanted to ask you if how you see your children being impacted by this by the the shift into multidimensionality do you see confusion about values or relationships since you have a 19 year old mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah uh you know just expanding on what you said i do think uh, like you said it's the heart and maybe that's the way to conceptualize what we're discussing but like you said it's also uh the head the head center the head energy center and then I would maybe also add the belly center. You know, that's a lot where the sexuality is, but it's also a lot of where the stability is that you mentioned in the home. So I think as a relationship develops, depending on uh, maybe other karmic connections, of course, the one maybe being primary is, is if a relationship has uh, children, then it becomes very uh, like connected to other beings besides the, the, the dyad that started. And then, of course, even without children, um, most people who've been in a deep relationship 
realize that the family behind both parties, uh, whether they, they like it or not, <laughs> um, has a relationship because we're all in energetic information exchange. And the more conscious you can make all these relationships and their um, continuing energetic information exchange, uh, you know, the balance, uh, um, I think it's a dynamic balance. But um, I think with, yes, with children, the, the piece that comes into mind is maybe this belly uh, security. So uh, sometimes we are more developed in certain of these centers and their reflection in the outer world. So some people, they do have a very developed heart center. So they're very, what we might call the emotional intelligence is very high. Uh, some people have a very developed uh, head center. So they kind of have like what we were talking before, clairvoyance. Uh, but like on a kind of concrete level, they can plan very well. They're usually the leaders. They can see the vision. And then uh, then people who have a very developed belly center, they kind of get things done. Like sometimes you could have head and heart, and but there's someone who's like in, let's say, an organization who actually does all the work. Um, and if you check their belly energy, they will have to have a lot of belly energy because that's sort of like it's sort of like near the legs, you know, they, they get you moving. Um, but in in talking about our relationships and family, I think um, you know that center helps to give. It's, it's actually if you think about it, the mother was connected to the child through the navel. Uh, and literally, it's physical, physical, etheric. But even after that period, of course, when one's born, the parents are still supporting the, I think, family from the belly center. So, so that, I think that's also an important aspect. Yes, and I might add here that um, that I learned this from a very highly esteemed avatar in India that women are the only ones with the womb chakra. Mm -hmm. So, so women have actually an additional chakra and that's, you know, that's because they have to birth and raise the children for the most part. But this chakra is, you know, is based on nurturing and so on. And, and here's what I've discovered in my current research that, that, you know, the inevitable checklist of, of what people are trying to attract in their life is mm -hmm. usually from the mind. Mm. And, <clears throat> At this point, the, the connection of the heart, the, the heart chakra, the heart coherence with the actually the brain is one of the greatest attainments is to bring that this, this into coherent communication. So mm -hmm. we know truly what we need. Mm -hmm. And the, the coherent heart balance with coherent mind it's a very different way of of moving through time and space of relating to people and i'm wondering how and and i see that i see you as balancing the divine masculine because you've balanced the heart and the brain mm. so how do we invite people to become more aware of that because what i've noticed is that that checklist that people have about relationships can be quite damaging, meaning it can't because it's not really based on a balanced heart and mind. It's more from the mind. Mm. So I, I was wondering from a male perspective, how you see that. And the reason for the checklist, I think, is the prevalence of dating sites. You have to know who you are and what you want, basically. Mm -hmm. 
But it also can be a distraction because it's usually that list is based on third dimensional qualities, mm-hmm. usually. Like mm-hmm. there might be 20 third dimensional qualities and one spiritual quality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so it becomes like a distraction in a sense. And then what I'm noticing is that it results in a lot of confusion because it's not always connected to the heart. Mm. I thought from a male perspective, how do you how do you view that? Yeah, that's great. That's a great point. Yes, I know like what you're saying, like we can have our lists, which is a mental construct, whatever it might be. And we'll stay focused here on the relationship. But just to say people might have their list for like their profession, but then actually what they do actually doesn't match their list. Uh, And that's where I think these other Mm. centers, the heart and the belly, they actually have a lot more, they may have more um, acting power than our mental constructs, although although mental constructs are, are also can be guiding a person's life. But the thing that um, what you said kind of reminded me of was uh, I studied in this school called Claire Vision, which was a kind of an initiation, Western initiation school, very focused on developing clairvoyance, uh, Claire Vision being kind of clear vision. And uh, what they said is um, one of the ways you can practice uh, your clairvoyance or sensing is when you're in a group, in a room, maybe social context, uh, sometimes you can tell someone is physically attracted to you, like sexually attracted to you, but they're, they're, they're not acting that way, maybe because of social norms, because of the mental constructs, maybe yes. they're in a relationship, maybe they're married. But if you tune in, uh, kind of the energy field doesn't lie. I mean, attraction is attraction. There's just, you know, we all have attractions, uh, depending, it just matters what you do with that. But um, that's kind of coming from, again, from the belly. It could be coming from the heart, but sort of like sometimes there's just this etheric like magnetism that has nothing to do with the mental construct. And if you can become aware of that. So what happens is because of our social norms, uh, because we weren't trained formally in clairvoyance or let's say acknowledging those um, subtle perceptions, that whole thing, even though a person uh, goes subconscious, so so you can't really change that attraction, but then you sort of like put it in like the attic or something or, or put it, but it's still then acting. And then, and someone who is clairvoyant can see it, can see like, you know, this energetic interaction. So I think what I'm, I guess my um, answer is if we make these things more conscious, then we can at least work with them work with these forces um, that, that kind of maybe people could mm, connect to this, this short story. I think everyone has that experience. Yes. I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to elaborate on that a little bit in, in a time when all of the thought leaders are saying you have to be more aware so that, for example, Bruce Lipton or Joe Dispenza, when the subconscious that's that you're trying to delete rears its head, And part of it is that the social norms of our world have stopped us from having these transparent conversations, which I have a strong feeling is one of the reasons why my guidance team keeps pushing me into doing more and more summits. Because these conversations, people then go into guilt, shame, fear. They censor themselves. And the reality is that in truth, it's really sexual energy running the universe, sexual, mm-hmm. spiritual energy. 
how mm-hmm. we work with that has everything to do with with how your life unfolds. Mm-hmm. And when as we start to preach, seems <laughs> the word, as we start to preach awareness, you can't preach awareness and then tell people to shut off, for example, an awareness of attraction, because attraction does not necessarily mean that you're supposed to be involved with that person physically. It may mean that you're supposed to exchange information. Maybe you're supposed to do a business partnership. Maybe you're supposed to go out for coffee and talk about a new book you're going to write together. But it's it always gets, it's almost like the humans, they define this attraction in such a narrow way, and then they shut it off because of guilt, shame, fear. And that was a bit of a rant and a download, actually. So um, in this shift, the only way into a more conscious quantum love relationship is, I guess, transparency about the energetic realm as it opens up to us. And this means, it looks to me, as I look at this in the future, um, because as we know, my clairvoyance is now activated. As I look at the future, there's much more fluidity in relationships. And do you see that happening? More fluidity, more, Mm -hmm. more acceptance of different levels of connections. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost an enlightened humanity. And how do you see that? How do you and how would the Arcturians see that unfolding with the womb, the heart, the head? Where's humanity going? Yeah, well, I, 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 lo- I like the points that you made because, uh, you know, like the the sex force energy or the life force energy, the kundalini energy, <laughs> we wouldn't be here without that. I mean, physically, talking, either whoever's listening to us, we'd be, uh, we'd have to do this conversation in the subtle realm. Uh, but uh, so it is powerful, but yet um, completely for the most part, in a lot of parts, uh, put into the subconscious, whether it's guilt or all the no's or, um, but there's so much knowledge. I think it was maybe hidden knowledge or esoteric knowledge in terms of how to use that energy, um, not only to procreate, but to energize all the other chakras. And that's really a lot of the different Kundalini practice or tantric practices you're mentioning. But the gist of it, if we we're just talking about energy in these three centers is that dynamic life force, which is mostly in the belly center, the lower chakras, can be moved to energize the heart center, so like or the throat center, and then finally the crown center, like it can be brought up. And like you said, if you feel that kind of spark between someone, but not all sparks have to be like a romantic relationship, you could write a book together. So um, someone who might not know energy, but know that idea, what if you look at them energetically, they've taken that sort of spark energy, what I've referred to as just kind of a sexual attraction. They actually moved it to the throat center. Oh, the throat yeah. center is like um, creativity, higher creativity, like writing a book or intellectual knowledge, or they may be with this person and they um, have much more spiritual realizations without any kind of physical interaction. So they've moved the energy from that belly lower center to the heart, to the throat, and then now to the crown, 
for a kind of spiritual illumination. Uh, we might call that sublimation, or like Freud was trying to get this idea, this term out, sublimation. But um, energetically, there are practices that I think um, now that the energy model is much more accepted, wide stream, uh, this multidimensional model is more like widely accepted. Uh, and maybe the avant-garde is using these practices, then you can choose how to use that life force energy. I love that. And be aware that that's what's moving as a current, a quantum current, quantum flow, and not be frightened by it. That's yeah. the thing, not feel that somehow you're doing something wrong if you are experiencing that energetic flow. And I feel as though, it, of course, because people, we are now adopting the quantum model of reality, it, in the quantum realm, there's really an absence of guilt, shame, and human conventions. So what, what we're actually, what Dr. Dean and I are actually talking about is how the human conventions have actually suppressed, and it's not, it's not all a bad thing, I've actually suppressed some of the creative expansion. And it's interesting because um, the so I've seen it over the course of the last 30 years. I've analyzed thousands of voices. And do you know that the biggest suppressed note is G? Hmm. When I find someone that has a high G note, and the when my uh, G note gets high, it's I'm writing a book, I'm doing something really creative. Hmm. It's like this summit, I, I took my voice sample and I have a high G because I'm this is really new information hmm. for us and for the planet. Um, but it, so it's it, what you're saying has been, in my mind, scientifically proven through voice analysis. And hmm. what I've seen is that since humanity has, the creativity has been so much less than it could be, this note got suppressed. And hmm. as this opens up, I am starting to notice, like I've seen it in our community, two high G notes over the last like month. And so that shows in some ways there's a loosening of these chains because mm -hmm. some of these beliefs are operating so profoundly in the energy fields that we, we gradually need to massage them out, release them. And uh, Dr. Jean has some amazing ways with the Arcturians <laughs> to actually, well, I, I would actually invite you to invite the Arcturian Council to shift this energetic pattern for humanity during this interview, if they're open to doing that. Because what I'm seeing is the, rigid, the rigidification of the structures that mm -hmm. results in such high polarization is dissolving. And if we could allow the Arcturians, since they are pretty neutral, <laughs> we'll put, put it that way, they're pretty clear. If we would allow them to actually release this restriction from the throat chakra and from, like, sometimes I actually see it as a, um, a form of bondage in the energy field. So I'm inviting you to do some of your frequency magic. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. So I was listening to you before, and I, I do feel that it's so far beyond the mind that we need to always introduce the experience. 
so that people can feel what this energy is. And, and you're very good at it. So I, I honor you for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll ask the assistance, of course, of the divine and, and your guides and um, teachers in the inner realms or physical realms, too, and the Arcturians. And we'll do a, a dissolving of any patterns that are holding back your life force and the transmutation or use of that life force for creative aspects in your life. Okay. And I'm usually silent as the frequencies are coming across, but uh, since this feels fairly intense and short, you probably just hear me guide the process. So if you had any specific intentions around the energies that are coming through that fall within what we were mentioning, you can silently state those now. We're channeling the transmission to clear any blockages that are holding back your life force and the natural co-creative expression of that energy on all levels, spiritually, creatively, emotionally, mentally, energetically, or physically. We're deepening this transmission into a second cycle, clearing any deeper subconscious bonds or cages that are keeping our life force from expressing itself in its natural pattern, in its awakened pattern or enlightened pattern. Particularly now, we're clearing any traumas associated with the or suppressions of the life force. And that completes the transmission. And when you feel comfortable, you can open your eyes and snap. Well, <laughs> I just 
So here's my experience. I actually, this experience of this translucent golden light, actually, they were filling the field. Mm. And yeah, I actually see a little more clearly right now from here. So thank you. <laughs> That's going to work. I suggest if you're listening to this once, that you listen to this twice, three times, four times, but it'll never be too much. That's an active transmission that will clear. And that's the way the new earth will be, actually. The clearings occur so quickly. And <clears throat> Dr. Jean, when you feel that, when that comes over you, because I felt the entire connection with this realm of beings, what's your actual experience when, when that comes over you? Because you're so capable to transmit it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm fairly neutral. You know, I'm, uh, it's a lot based on the intention uh, the connection and the trust. So I feel less active, like I'm actually doing anything uh, and more allowing the, the uh, first, the people's or their own connections to come through a space for that. And then the Arcturians to work. So I'm almost like stepping aside to allow that to happen. Key then. So you just taught is that the key to an expanded awareness is receptivity, developing a connection, and then returning to it, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And then your the falseness and the trauma of the earth bond starts to diminish. And I do want to ask you this, how important do you feel intentionality is when you enter into this vortex? Do mm -hmm. you feel the intention of the soul or the human is predominant, would you say? So So let's say, you know, we, we connect to the quantum realm. We just did it for the audience. That's as simple as it is. We, Dr. Jean just guided us to connect into the quantum realm where there's so much benefit. There are so many beings waiting to help you. You just have to arrive there. You have to quiet your mind long enough to be present in a multidimensional way. And that's what we, that's what he just demonstrated. And then clearing can occur automatically. But how much preparation or intention do you usually do to enter that realm? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, with the Arcturians, it's fairly straightforward, uh, you know, like at the moment. Um, of course, um, maybe having done all the transmissions and different class and so forth was the was the preparation for this moment. But it wasn't seen as sort of like how someone might, you know, train for a competition or something. Um, so uh, I think it can go either way. Some people are very strongly consciously intentional. They'd like you know, I gave that space for people to maybe say how they wanted this energy to work. And um, and then if that's important to them, then it really makes the transmission strong. Like some people might come to this part of the, you know, like the video or recording and not have been aware that this was coming up. And so they have no idea consciously what they would, um, you know, how the energy should work on them. But that could still be a quite profound experience because they're, like you said, open. So they haven't consciously made like this is going to work at a certain point, you know, and I'd like it to do this, and this and this, uh, that almost like a mental construct. 
but they're just open. Like I'm trusting that my higher self or these energies uh, from the divine will work wherever they need to be. So they didn't have a very specific intention, but the, maybe specific intention was being open. That's the, that is the key. Remain open to the higher, to the multi, multiple dimensions where healing is abundant, freely available, and you can access it in a second. But it, it is true, Dr. Jean, you have absolutely practiced this. And practice does make perfect. The more you practice connecting to your higher self, your soul, the quantum realm, whatever word you want to use, the faster the results is what I'm hearing. The faster the results and the greater, well, has it resulted in greater peace and harmony in your life, this connection? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that connection is <laughs> essential. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you defined it, too, in the quantum way. Mm -hmm. My point, actually, is that practice, practicing this, and it's so simple, it doesn't cost a penny. You can do it, though, with a great soul like Dr. Jean. You can go and study with him. So in closing, and, you know, your work, I really feel will expand exponentially because of your attainment. So I want to thank you and ask you, what would you like to close with? There'll be a gift below. We always do that, the link, and you can access Dr. Gene. He's available and doing private sessions. Are you still doing working privately? Okay. Oh, yes, yes. And um, yes, yeah, so actually, the background behind me is Crestone. Um, oh. I'm back from uh, Crestone, Colorado on a retreat. Uh, that will be the special offer, uh, those transmissions um, that can be very, um, you know, life-changing. And um, Crestone is, amongst other things, a very powerful spiritual center with a number of like over 24 retreat centers there of all uh, faiths and spiritual lineages. But we had uh, five nights of um, ET sightings, uh, intentional ET sightings, so a lot of galactic uh, downloads. So um, that, that was probably here. I wasn't able to say it consciously to you, um, kind of in the space or to people. And um, people can experience that as the uh, free download gift is oh. the um, I'll uh, provide one of the transmissions that we did there. Wow, thank you. That's amazing. So yes, and I, I do want to say that one thing that I'm hearing a lot is listen to it repeatedly because it is really practice actually. And these transmissions, I, I didn't know you had the, the ET sightings and I love Crestone. Actually, um, the Babaji avatar has a, an ashram there as well. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much. That's a huge gift, guys. So listen, 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 practice. This is an extraordinary being. I want to thank you for being with us. I am so grateful to know you in this incarnation. And thank you. Keep doing your work. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing. Thanks so much. And thank you, everyone.